1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic progress in the Europa League with two games to spare after a famous win at Lazio Alfredo Morelos inspires Rangers to beat Porto and close in on qualification of their own and will Stephen Robinson or Tommy Wright be prized away to fill the Northern Ireland job I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight is Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans Sometimes on this programme you have to pause for reflection and choose your words carefully and respectfully what Celtic and Rangers achieved last night in the Europa League was nothing short of extraordinary. The players of both teams and Neil Lennon and Steve Gerrard have enhanced Scottish football's reputation by a considerable margin. They deserve every ounce of credit that comes their way. The divide between both sets of fans might be too great for there to be mutual respect and any praise that's given to the other side might be grudging. But... That doesn't detract from the fact that Celtic and Rangers have done this country proud on the European stage. I now declare Glasgow the football capital of the world. Craig Beatty, you have to go back to October 2007. That was the last time that both won a group stage game on the same night. It was when Celtic beat AC Milan, Rangers beat Lyon. So that sums up the size of the achievement. And more than that, Celtic are already through with two games to spare. And now Rangers are in a strong position as well. It was... It was an incredible night Yeah, brilliant night for, for Scottish football And for Rangers and Celtic um, No, I'm, I was just thinking on the way in here That I, I can be negative sometimes and, and, <laughs> and you even more so Surely, surely tonight on the show We can't have a shred of negativity No, no, it, it's not possible uh, You know, I praise the two managers Neil Lennon, the so-called downgrade And that was from the Celtic support The so-called downgrade what would he achieve in this game if he was up to the job? And Stephen Gerrard, who has been a manager for a season and a quarter, and in that time has shown that he has European football nailed. And I hope both of them, Celtic are there already, I hope Rangers join Celtic in the knockout stages. I mean, the thought that a Scottish team is through with two games to spare, that's that's unheard of for us. So that's... Is, is an incredible situation for, for Celtic to be in I don't think anyone Even the wildest optimists Amongst the Celtic fans Would have predicted that You remember the reaction Go back to the Friday night When the Champions League campaign Came to an end Against Cluj The the, the thought that they would be In this position a couple of months on Incredible Yeah it really is And you know, I was talking to one of my, my friends Earlier on today And it's Rens at home And, and the next one and, You know if you win that you, you could all but guarantee the group And then you're looking at you can change the squad as much as you want in the lead up to the cup final. You could begin into your last match against Cluj, who knocked you out of the Champions League and, you know, literally not care a jot about it because oh. it's all about the cup final that week. I mean, Hugh, history does only count for so much, but Porto genuinely one of the, the European heavyweights, Champions League quarter yeah. finalists in, in recent history. <laughs> Rangers have taken four points against them. Yeah. The whole European uh, episode this season has been remarkable and it is to both clubs in tremendous credit. And they're also giving us a domestic title race worthy of the name. I just think that uh, today in Glasgow there is a lot of positivity. There will be grudging praise from one lot of fans to the other lot of fans. However, you can't take this away. Glasgow last night 
Re-entered the European football map In a big way And of course it could have An impressive knock-on effect as well It could lead to us Improving our European standing In terms of getting more teams In the Champions League And so on in the future But I'm sure we'll get into that Later on Give us your thoughts Most importantly 0141 951 1025 Don't even need to ask a question Simple What did you make of last night? Give us it all What did you make of it? On the phones or on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Neil Lennon's been hailing His Celtic heroes After that historic night in Rome it was Olivier and Cham Who popped up with the injury time goal Saw the club win in Italy for the first time uh, And booked the place in the last 32 With two games to spare It came exactly seven years after that famous win Over Barcelona uh, Neil Lennon says last night's was right up there It's um, a privilege for me To you know, coach these players A privilege for me to work with my backroom staff Who you know, do an unbelievable job Behind the scenes We are in a good place at the minute It's job done as far as qualifying for you know the new year is concerned we have a lot of work to do domestically but um, it's it's a, an amazing night for the team and the club you know to beat Barcelona you know is a great achievement by that team and a great night for the club but this is almost on a par to come here and play a team who were in, in great form you know packed full of international stars you know I, we had a feeling, with a bit of belief about us, you know, going into the game, our form has been good. But um, just the the fluidity and the, the bravery of the team. James Forrest and Olivier and Sham will, of course, get great credit because they scored the goals. The manager, I've already alluded to by saying that he has downgraded the downgrade remark. I now return to something I said on Monday night, Gordon. I said then that I believe that Scott Brown can now be thought of as the best Celtic captain as Billy McNeil. And I don't say that lightly. But given the scale of achievement that he has presided over as Celtic captain, and given the continuing influence he still has over that side, as witnessed in the Stadio Olimpico last night, He's the best Celtic captain since Billy McNeil. We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard as well. Let's take a call first though and speak to Robbie in Falkirk. Just how happy are you this morning, Robbie? Uh, it was a great performance. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'd just like to say hi to Hugh and uh, Craig Beatty who've done, done a good job for, for us under Martin O'Neill and Gordon Stratton. Thanks, Robbie. Um, Hugh, about three weeks ago, I spoke to you and Chris Commons before the Lazio games. Uh-huh. And I stated that the two middle games against Lazio were going to be crucial because Celtic could either be out of sight or all to play for in the last two games. Yeah. Well, they're out of sight now. And I would like to say when Brendan Rogers left Celtic, and my dad will be listening just now, and he can, you know, he can actually back me up on this this one. That exact day when Brendan Rogers left and Neil Lennon was coming back in, I said, you know what, Dad. That's Brendan Rodgers away But I'm not actually all that bothered Because Neil Lennon's coming back And obviously When he went through the interim period And got the, the job I was one of the backers between that When he came back in To that cup final against Hearts I backed him to get the job So uh, that was just basically my point Scottish sides beating Italian sides You know it doesn't happen all that often There have been some fantastic memorable moments Of course they have But to beat Serie A where it lives in Italy 
uh, is a major achievement. I think Celtic with 44 games against Italian opposition and never won until last night. And that is some achievement for Neil Lennon to have. The man who beat Barcelona has now beaten Serie A where it lives. What about the game itself last night, Craig? What did you make of it? Um, Celtic weren't they weren't at their best first half. Um, but particularly second half, I thought they were I thought they were super. Um, they needed you know, some really good saves from from Fraser Foster, but you know he's proved time and time again, and that's why they worked particularly hard to get him back to the club that he's a top top keeper and t- to produce results like that in, in in stadiums in countries like Italy, you, you're going to have your to have your keeper stand up to it. Um, and I also think a particular mention should go to Edward. I think his link up play, his hold up play, his weight a pass for the, the final goal. I think that everything he done last night, particularly in the second half, was, was fantastic. An incredible finish. Anytime you score a 95th minute winner, it's good. If you score it in Europe, it's even better. Away from home in Europe, even better still to qualify. And the nature of it as well, Craig, dare I say it, it was maybe even a bad first touch. Well, from I was Olivier going to Here's my first shred of negativity. Um, but but it's, it's, it's almost, um, you watch it back now as if he did it on purpose. Yeah, to, the, the, because the, the finish afterwards was sublime. The bad touch is set up, you're right, a sublime finish. Just that. But what's more impressive after we've recognised he's had a loose touch is that he's had the, the thought process, the speed of his brain to then go, right, I can't now do what I was going to do. I'm going to have to adapt. And, and the, the little delicate d- uh, dink over the keeper was just fantastic. Robbie, what type of uh, fan are you when you're watching it? Take us back to the moment that goal went in. Did you manage to keep any sort of composure? No, no, I just uh, went off my head, uh, as you would probably expect. I was just wondering uh, if Hugh or Craig know, see if Celtic buy a striker in January. I take it that he, that striker, whoever that striker may be, would he be eligible for Celtic in the knockout stages, the first knockout stage, you know, the 32? Would that striker then be eligible? Because I think the registered group of players is only for the group stages. Would that be right, guys? Yeah, I think there's another... Window of opportunity, so yeah. to speak, you. If, if that if that were to be to be the case, uh, what did you make of it last night in terms of a you know a football game, a spectacle, a contest? Well, you know, I keep going back to it that uh, for Scottish clubs to win in Italy, my goodness, uh, it doesn't happen very often at all. Uh, and the to go and take them on in the manner in which Celtic took on Lazio uh, speaks volumes for this team. Uh, the belief that Neil Lennon has in the players, the players' belief in Neil Lennon, and the maturity shown. There was not a failure anywhere on the pitch, and the the finish of the game is simply astonishing. Robbie, what what about what happens next? Then Celtic obviously have it well within their grasp. Are you particularly keen to see Celtic go on and, and win this group, or are you just happy to be through? And that might allow. Some sort of squad rotation or rest If needed in the coming weeks Well it's how I don't think there's such really A, a, a thing as a, 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 a Total given starting 11 Because we've got players like Beaton and Encham That can come in and, and it still looks like a, You know the strongest 11 So to speak um, Yeah I mean I, I think that we can go on And do Pretty well. Um, I'm not very sure if we can get to uh, the Martin O'Neill sort of kind of 2003 where we can get to the final, but it'll be one game at a time, and I think Neil Lennon will drum it into them to try to win the group. That'll be the incentive for him and the team moving forward is try to win this group so they don't they don't take their foot off the pedal. Um, 
and you know throw you know uh, against Ren in the next game. They didn't want to like draw that or lose that and then go to close. They want to be out of sight, try to win every game, and I think they've got the cap the capability. And I think Hugh and Craig Beatty will agree here to win these last two games. No problem. I think they've got it within them to do it, guys. Great stuff. Thank you very much to Robbie in Falkirk kicking us off tonight. Stephen Gerrard says their win last night was right up there with his best moments as Rangers manager. He believes Porto rattled them in the early stages, but then went on to win the game comfortably. I thought Porto paid us a, a big compliment in terms of how they set up in their formation and the personnel that they picked, but I think it caused us some problems in the first 20-30 minutes. I thought they had a lot of quick movement and the system that they played caused us a few problems and rattled us a bit. But I think once we come to terms with that, after probably about 30 minutes, I thought we grew into the game and um, finished the game in a, in a fantastic place. The second half performance was very strong and um, we've beat a good team tonight and we've beat them comfortable. Stephen, in terms of results you've achieved as manager, do you realise that one right? I think right up there with the best. You know, I'm sure people are trying to find out, to find problems with Porto and the reason why they're, they're not what they was and blah, blah, blah. But they're a good team. They've got good players. I think my players deserve a lot of credit. Over the two games, we've dominated the three halves. And even the first half for 20-25 minutes, we found it difficult to keep the ball and to work Porto out. But once we did... Again, we dominated this opposition, so fantastic performance from the players uh, over both games. The minimum we deserve is four points out of six, minimum. And it puts us in a good place in, in the group, but still a lot of work to do. Two tough games to go. Jamie and Newlands, how good was that last night from a Rangers perspective? Absolutely amazing. Uh, great great result. Um, a, a wee bit anxious in the, the first half with uh, Porto, but seemed to kind of settle in. And uh, no, the, the boys done uh, Glasgow and Scotland proud last night at Ibrox, certainly. Yeah, that was the thing about that game, Hugh, is that yes, in the, in the first half, um, it clearly could have gone either way, but by the end of the game, it was actually really comfortable. Tell yeah. the Rangers take a 2 0 lead, and then it's not as if they're, they're hanging on, there was no real backs to the wall job. They end up winning a game against a team like Porto comfortably in the end. Yeah. Such is the nature of our city, and I, I'll ask Jamie what he thinks about this in a moment, but. Such is the nature of our city. The Rangers fans just before kickoff find that Celtic have scored at the very end of the game against Lazio and have qualified. They're out with two games still to be played. They're, they're into the knockout stages. That puts Rangers under an additional pressure. It simply does because the Rangers fans are thinking, we can't blow this tonight. We cannot blow this tonight. So, the first half, Porto are in the game as much as Rangers. But in the second half, here he comes again, Morelos. Morelos takes the strain off by scoring a terrific goal. And you're right, after Stephen Davis makes it two, Rangers are in cruise control and also find out that Feyenoord under Dick Advocat have lost a late equaliser in their match as well. So it's the double whammy. Jamie, eventually this season, a Rangers fan will come on the show and we won't ask them about Alfredo Morelos. But so far... You can't you can't ignore the guy. That's him up to twenty one goals in twenty five appearances this season. Goals against Porto home and away. Goals away, at young boys. The goal against Ligia Warsaw to get Rangers to this stage. What's left to say about this guy at the moment? Hopefully, he just steps up against Celtic. That's all you can hope. <laughs> he's uh, he's done it in Europe now, um, and he's he's as you say, he's got us through the last. Few games, the the goal 
uh, last night made it a wee bit more comfortable and then uh, Steve Davis got the, the deflection. But no, he's I mean the goal last night he took it took it perfectly, you know. I, I don't think he could have wished for it to go in a better spot. Craig, how good a finish was that last night? Absolutely sublime again. Um you know, just just watching it the way the way he can open his body up on the left foot, the technique started it can outside the post. The keepers had absolutely no chance. Um it was a finish right out of the top top draw. Um and, and not unlike Celtic last night, Rangers they had to ride a look at times of, you know, Goldson and uh, Kamara particularly had one that was, that was going in the net where is that luck or is it good positioning? I suppose he's read the danger, but they've cleared two off the line. McGregor's had a good save, although I think the, the header was, was offside. Um, so they've rode the luck a little bit in the, in the first half, but to go into the second half, um, you know, you have that finish from Morelos, which is 11th European of, uh, goal of the season, and we're, we're not even in mid November yet. It's, it really is a phenomenal return for a, a top, top player. and you know, a wee bit of luck with, with Davis' strike, and, and all of a sudden you're, you're very, very comfortable. I mean, Huey then plays a, a massive role. In Stephen Davis's goal as well So this is not a guy Who just stands in the The six yard box And, and manages to be In the right place At the right time yeah. His goal return is phenomenal But the way he's Influencing games overall How, how would you even Begin to try and, and sum up His importance to Rangers At the moment Well he is the most Important player they possess uh, And also he has Undergone a transformation You just don't expect Any nonsense from him now All of the bad stuff Is in the past And he looks a fully accomplished player without disciplinary problems. It's remarkable under Steven Gerrard and the manager, I have to think, deserves a lot of the credit for that because he's he's got Morelos in a rich vein of form and no nonsense. Jamie, how confident are you of progression now? I mean, a win next time out looks like it would do it. I think it in fact I think it certainly would do it, even Less than that Because of the, how tight the group is um, A few different combinations But Rangers are very well placed Are they going to do it? Well I, I think we need to do it I, th- I think we need to do it Against Feyenoord I mean if you look at the games after it Hearts Aberdeen away And then Celtic in the League Cup final uh, All in the space of 10 days you, you know you need to You need to get the result of Feyenoord And then Sit back and hopefully Kind of plan for the hmm. The League Cup final I would say yeah, I mean, Hugh, at the moment Rangers are on seven points along with Young Boys, but Fire Nord and Porto are only on four. Rangers have secured that superior head to head against Porto, so they know what they need to do in terms of beating Fire Nord. Yeah, I mean, the ultimate irony is it's Dick Advocate who awaits them uh, when they go to the Netherlands. Uh, but Steven Gerrard, from taking over at Rangers, has shown an amazing capacity for dealing with European ties. And uh, as long as Morelos. Is healthy and fit Then Rangers don't need to look Apprehensively at that match In the Netherlands Jamie Newlands Thank you very much for the call We're here until 8 o'clock Plenty of time to get your calls in So let's hear from you And we're going to hear more From Stephen Gerrard And Neil Lennon After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking back on a huge night in Europe For Celtic and Rangers Previewing the weekend's action eventually And not forgetting We've got Friday night football In the Championship And a big game at that A Dundee Derby Dundee uh, is the, the place to be on a Friday night City rivalry at stake uh, Dave Galloway will bring us the team news And the build up to that one A little bit later on You can get in touch on the phones And on Twitter at Clyde SSB 
Scotty McCoo says As a proud Scot and Rangers fan Living in Northern Ireland for the past 25 years I'm delighted both Glasgow clubs Are performing brilliantly in Europe this season To massive results Congrats, that's Gavin from Springboig Now living in Northern Ireland uh, Neil Wishart believes that Johnny Hayes was Celtic's unsung hero He covered every blade of grass Terrorised that left flank with great play With Edward, fantastic Well done to Rangers for another great performance Scottish football is thriving And uh, Chris actually phoned us in last night Hugh, And he says uh-huh. Forget my call when I said <laughs> I'd be happy with a draw Big nights like that in Europe are what being a Rangers fan is about Expectations officially raised Going forward, <laughs> only victory will do Says Chris on Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's get stuck straight back in on the calls And speak to Paul Paul's a Celtic fan from Bayliss and Hi Paul Hi Gordon Hello Hi Craig and Hugh Hi Paul Hello Hiya uh, Just one wee thing I need to do first A wee shout out to my partner in crime Lee Kelly for cash smoke Who's sitting next to me now uh, Sorry uh, Back to my point um, <laughs> <laughs> He asked me to do that by the way So I had to do it though. That's fine That's alright uh, I was just to talk about last night um, Like I was working I never got to see the game But I was listening to the radio And I, I was more than happy to take a draw But um, to find out that we actually won was absolutely amazing. An amazing result over there, especially. And see just in work the day with a mixture of Celtic Rangers fans, see the buzz about the place, it's unreal. It's just made it's so, so much a feel-good factor now. Yeah, it's just great. Just because of the, the results coming in from the both teams. Um, but it, I thought, from what I heard and I saw the uh, highlights, it looked like an amazing game to play in. As much, even though in the first first ten minutes I thought we were going to be a bit three 0 but to come back the way we did, I think was amazing, and Neil Lennon deserves a lot of credit for that, and the players obviously because they, they never let they never let their heads go down, and they didn't get up give up. When uh, Immobile scores, you automatically think, oh oh, bit of bother here. So it's to Celtics even greater credit that they go a goal down. <laughs> In Rome And come back And win the match To their Eternal credit In the eternal City uh, And To hear Paul talk about The atmosphere In his workplace today With Celtic and Rangers supporters I think that's true Of the City The two teams Have given the City A tremendous Shot of pride They've put Glasgow On the European map in terms of European football And the feel good factor is soaring Paul's right Craig Because not only did they fall behind last night They fell behind in Glasgow as well um, And managed to, to to win the game Yeah listen they're, they're showing great character um, You know we mentioned we, we give Scott Brown some, some plaudits earlier on and, and I think he's absolutely instrumental To everything they do Both yeah. on and off the park He's just he's a born born leader um, And it's guys like that that pull you through Neil, Neil Lennon's of the same ilk as well He's you know, he's a leader and, and he's, the players really look like they're playing for him. Um, I think when he, when he first came in on trial there for, for his, at the second, start of the second period, they were digging results out as well. Um, and I was a wee bit kind of critical because performances weren't great and it was taking last minute winners. But now it's come to fruition that whatever Neil Lennon is doing is working. Mm. And when you, when you go to Italy, you know, you got a goal down and, you know, it's backs to the wall. You know you're going to defend and you know, the principles then become you need to defend properly after that. You can't lose a second goal. You are backs to the wall So you're going to have to Counter attack Celtic done that Very very well And when you have the opportunity To counter attack You've got to be clinical And, and that's what's won them The game ultimately And then it allows you To to, to play the game On, on your terms Because actually by the, by the second half Celtic looked in control 
Yeah, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't as if it was always going to be about sitting back and waiting for the right time to counter. At the start of the second half, Celtic looked in control, and if you look at some of the chances that that were were passed up, Odds and Edward has a great chance yeah, to score yeah. as well. So it's not as if it was. Yes, it was ninety fifth minute, but that doesn't mean it was snatch and grab. Yeah, no, no, but particularly in the first half, that's once you lose a goal, Gordon. I think you then have to be very, very solid. You've got to sit back. You've got to be tight. And then at that point you have to, to use some sort of counter-attacking skills with the pace you've got up front. So they've done that. The thing is, like, at, at some points it's, it's as if Celtic were at home playing because that's how comfortable they got when they were on the ball. And I, I've got this gut feeling like when Seville came along that I think we're going to go right up to the final. That's how much this is probably the last night's games eh, affected people. I think we've got the confidence now to maybe actually go further and Get to another final again Well It'd be a terrific final Against Rangers <laughs> <laughs> Well Do you know what I actually We actually were talking About that today as well Because of, Well I imagine It was a Celtic Rangers final <laughs> But I can't, I can't see that happening Obviously one of us Would probably go out But um, like, I was I was that confident I was actually in the British area To check the odds <laughs> Paul see? Paul the atmosphere in your work After a Celtic Rangers Europa League final How would that be? I loved it would be there I think there would be a few murders Put it that way <laughs> Definitely not as good as today's I don't think anyone uh, would be there Hugh There'd be a few sickies at you know, that day. Uh, Olivier and Sham um, Stated his view After the game That uh, Celtic could go all the way to the final The Rangers fans Once qualification is um, Guaranteed uh, will feel the same way And uh, to be clear you, you think it will be You think Rangers will get there now, Yeah, given the I, position I, do, that, yeah. yeah. I, I think they'll go to the Netherlands um, Very very confident Of getting the result That will put them Into the knockout stages as well uh, Let's hear a bit more From both managers Neil Lennon first up He was heaping praise On Fraser Forster After a string of saves Late on in the game uh, And also the captain Scott Brown For his display In the Stadio Olimpico He's one of the most um, Significant players In, in Celtic's history and certainly in the last 20 years he is a, a modern day great, a legend his consistency his, his fitness levels and his leadership allied to that he's a very very good player and he is at 34 playing some of the best football I've seen and I've managed Scott twice now in two spells he has got a great relationship with Callum McGregor you know the two of them form a great partnership but you also have to factor in players like Christie players like Rodgick players like Encham players like Beaton you know and Scott not only is he a great leader on the field he in the dressing room he has the total respect of all the players as well as the management team everybody knows I've had my run-ins with uh, Scott Brown over the years everybody knows my story about thinking that Scott Brown was going to throw me into Loch Lomond one day <laughs> uh, but I have said now twice and I'll say it for a third time. And Neil there spoke about uh, Scott being one of the most significant players in Celtic's history, a modern day legend. I do not compare people to Billy McNeil lightly. But Scott Brown is the best Celtic captain since Billy McNeil. Uh, because of the number of trophies he's won, because of the influence over the team. And just for being what they always say, captain, leader, legend. Uh, the way he seems to be He seems to At times Craig Look every bit as comfortable Playing against Lazio As he does playing against No disrespect You know The the, the, the smaller teams in our division How, how does he manage to do that? Um, I think Probably quite simply Is that the role that he's got Within the team um, To sort of marshal and control The middle of the park Break up attacks Move the ball on um, And I think when you're playing Against teams like Lazio in Italy um, Out there 
they, they're predominantly going to have the ball so then his task within the team his role within the team actually becomes easier and more specific whereas when he's playing in the Scottish Premiership and the games are slightly easier um, Celtic have more of the ball um, and he then has to be more creative where when he's when he's up against it where he really gets about he rats about and he gets the team going um, but what's particularly um, sure, what, what year was that when he was going to chuck you into Loch Lomond? Um, it was a Scotland gathering uh, down there and I, I can't remember what you know it's, we've had our moments uh, but it was it was Paul Hartley who ended the whole thing. Right, okay. so uh, just be, just before I went into Loch Lomond, Paul uh, Hartley right. came to my rescue. Possibly pre two thousand and seven. I tell you why I'm asking. And the most pleasing thing for me about Scott Brown, I love Scott Brown. I love listening to his interviews. I love watching him play, and I love spending time in his company. But I was around at the time where Scott Brown was at Hibs as a youngster, right? And Scott Brown was an absolute pest. He was horrible. <laughs> he was on the park. He was. I'll do this, I'll do that You won't see Barcelona on Wednesday, etc Blah, blah, blah Scott Brown was horrible What's really, really pleasing for me now Is that the way that he's matured The way that he's grown And he's become a leader And he's become very, very mature Very, very sensible And he's now setting all the positive examples For the younger kids Did he kids. stand on Neil Lennon's foot One day at Easter Road? Yeah. That, that was the cause of a rammy The, <laughs> yeah. the man, the man who now describes him As a, a legend And one of the most significant players The two of them He was nearly throwing him the River in Edinburgh as well Well Stephen Gerrard was pretty pleased With a lot of his players as well He says he'll never tire Of talking about Alfredo Morelos After another goal and assist uh, The Rangers boss also praised The quality overall Of the opening goal Yeah I, I loved the play Before it Tav being positive Sliding and, and getting the ball To Jacko When he was probably Second best Second favourite um, And I loved the way Jacko didn't just try And put a cross in early um, I liked the way He showed composure And pulled it back But the touch and the finish Is stunning Alfredo will never run out of things to say because he keeps providing moments and performances like tonight. Players like that who keep providing moments and game-changing moments deserve to be applauded and appraised. And I'll, I'll never get bored of talking about Alfredo because he's a top fo- footballer. I'm, I'm really can't describe how much I'm enjoying working with him. He, he's in a fantastic place, and long may it continue. Uh, I got him off the pitch at the end just just in case because uh, we obviously know he's he's carrying. The, two yellow cards so that was important as well that we made sure he was available uh, for final as well Let's get the thoughts of Alan in Croft Foot Try and sum up for us Alan how you were feeling at that full time whistle last night Well to say before I, I make my point uh, Gordon yeah. I'd just like to I'm a Rangers fan as you know uh, Hughes' accolade of Scott Brown is 100% accurate I really can't take anything away from the man, it's absolutely brilliant. But anyway, my point is fantastic results last night for both sets of the old firm, and it's brilliant for the coefficient for Scotland. There's hardly a cigarette paper between the two teams at the moment, uh, which should make it some League Cup final, let me tell you. And my second point is, Celtic fans seem to think, don't, they don't rate Morelis as the real deal. All I can say to them is, think again. What do you boys think of that? Yeah, it, it, there's no way you can detract from what uh, Alfredo Morelos is doing at the moment. And uh, likewise, there's no way you can detract from Odson Edward. And the two are always compared. And one day both are leaving. And for big bucks. So enjoy well you may. Uh, and you're right to bring up the League Cup final. My goodness. What an epic is in prospect there Because of Morelos Because of Edward Because of Brown Because of Anybody you care to mention the Rangers team Stephen Davis with a goal last night It's going to be A monumental 
Cup final I think what's fascinating Craig Is the mm. fact that it's on all fronts I mean what is it A goal, or a goal between the sides One goal, In the league yeah. As Alan says Both through to the League Cup final Celtic already through in Europe It looks like Rangers will follow them You know it's, it's extremely difficult To separate them at the moment Yeah and, and for us guys Working in the media it's Long may that continue um, And listen I agree with you Alan Morelos is the real deal um, And in terms of the, the Celtic fans Maybe not thinking it I think that's maybe coming From a, a viewpoint of that It probably doesn't look quite as Polished as they watch Edward I think Ed- Edward when he's playing I think he looks very elegant um, When I think when I watch Morelos playing He looks rough and ready And very very rigid um, And I think that's I think um, Edward's a little bit easier On the eye than Morelos is But both equally effective think, Both fabulous players Morelos is So hard to play against Oh though. listen absolutely But that that's what I'm saying he, he, He's He's like a, a wee terrier dog that's just non-stop Just tearing away at you the whole time um, And I think Stephen Gerrard's admitted That was his mistake in the, the Rangers Celtic match That he didn't play um, Morelos I would have had him in against Julian To test Julian right away Rather than, than going with the four for that match And I think I think Stephen Gerrard's admitted that um, But no, listen, he, he's a top, top player And very difficult to play against Alan, who else is standing out for you at the moment? Because uh, I feel like there's lots of praise Getting levelled at the likes of Ryan Jack for instance, um, the defence obviously last night as well. I think Ryan Kent is starting to come into a game now. He was, I don't know if he was fully fit when he came when, in January, the uh, transfer window. The first couple, well, he got injured as you know in the first couple, the first game. And then it's took him a wee while, but I thought last night he looked apart as well. I thought he was really creative and causing them problems. And you keep saying, get into the box, get into the box. And then you know the old Rangers will get a penalty then. I think Hugh, the the thing that's going to please a lot of Rangers fans and Stephen Gerrard would be that there are diff- different ways of going about it at the moment. So it starts mm-hmm. with Ryan Kent and, and Brandon Barker last night. If you're being hypercritical, Brandon Barker probably didn't have the impact that yeah. you would have wanted him to. But you bring Scott Arfield on, and, and that has the desired effect. And if it's not Arfield's night, you know Arebo's in the bench, and and he's con- contributed as well. There's they seem to be. Content to, to sort of mix things up uh, That's why Celtic and Rangers Are mm. mirror images of each other You know it, it doesn't matter who drops out uh, Whoever comes in Is of such quality uh, That it doesn't Lower the standard of the team at all One goal as you said Between them at the top of the league Both likely to be the knockout stages uh, Of the Europa League uh, Both looking forward to what will be the most eagerly anticipated cup final for decades? Uh, so right now, it just does not get any better in this city. You see, in terms of the rotation, that everything's very, very rosy at Ibrox at the minute, and Stephen yeah. Gerrard's nailing it just now. For me, that is a really difficult situation to manage, which he is at the minute. But see if it starts to go wrong, the the, ro- oh. the, the squad rotation can be very, very difficult. Players can very quickly. Mm. You know, fall out of favour and, and down tools It can affect them You know what I was thinking Craig That Every word of praise That uh, Rangers and Stephen Gerrard Are receiving at the moment Is justified More so Because last season He didn't make it to a cup final He didn't make it to a domestic cup final Celtic won the league by nine points But look at how he has recovered From that first season of management Alan and Crawford, thank you very much for the call. Uh, we're going to get some travel with Amber, then we'll take a look at everyone's favourite C-word coefficient. That's coming next. <laughs> Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. 
Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the phones as always, but we're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, John has been on. He's tweeted in to say, "I liked Stevie G's response when asked about Feyenoord." He's not thinking about that tie at all. Focus goes to a top fixture against Livingston, a top coach who's going to be a great, as great a manager as he was a player. Well, I mean, that's that's high praise, Hugh. And time, oh, yeah. uh, time will tell. But certainly in a European front, because that's the bit they can't really be argued with. We'll find out come May if he wins any silverware. But from where Rangers were in Europe, yeah, to where they are now in Europe, last season and this season, he's done he's done a good job in that front. Progress Nethercorn seems a long time ago now uh, When Pedro Cachinha was there I just think it's astonishing that, as I say uh, Someone, never mind the stellar football career Many people have had a stellar football career And failed to make it in management But he, going back to last season Not making a cup final Not stopping Celtic from getting eight in a row Has started this season Having learned from the past And he is quite remarkable For the way that he Has dominated European matches And he has a long way to go But uh, the gentleman on Twitter is absolutely right Celtic and Rangers Now have to take their heads out of the clouds And put their feet firmly on the ground At the Spaghetti Ad And at Celtic Park on Sunday When Rangers go to play Livingston And Celtic are at home To Stephen Robinson's High-flying Motherwell Yeah, listen Stephen Gerrard de- deserves the, All the accolades he's getting At the minute And what I've sort of noticed what you, You've been over the, the Kind of European stuff and, and where he's been In terms of um, As a club But see individually The way he's managed situations And he's managed the players I've been very, very impressed with that And you look at the at, at Barisic He wasn't doing it He's persevered with him You know, is it going to be Flanagan that plays Is it Halliday that goes in there So at one point Rangers have got one of Three left-backs Now he's got Barisic in He's got him absolutely flying mm. Morelis' uh, discipline was poor he seems to have absolutely nailed that Whether Defoe's a wee bit of an influence in that as well Because he seems quite a father figure to Morelos He's turned Ryan Jack from a good player Into a top, top player um, You know, Defoe and Davis He signed to, you know, they were unfit at that point He's persevered, he's worked with them And he's now got them firing all cylinders So even down to what he's doing individually with the players Has, has been absolutely sensational And Craig Bingham tweeted in But this is this is Hugh Keevan's favourite question at the moment So I'm going to have to put it to Craig Because he says uh, Celtic paid £7 million to replace a player of Van Dyke's stature And bought Julian £10 million to replace Dembele with Edouard How much would it cost to replace Scott Brown? I think I know what Hugh's going to say He's irreplaceable He's <laughs> said yeah, that a couple of times he, he is irreplaceable until such time as Celtic bring in someone you, And you think Wow that's a, a real signing there But Two ways of looking at it though I suppose Craig as well That day will come We, we know it will yeah. But it doesn't look like It's coming anytime soon People are looking at the age And assuming that it's going to be soon But based on his current form It doesn't look like It's just around the corner yeah, Does it? Based on his current form And based on his fitness levels Because when I came into studio tonight The back page of the paper Was sitting in front of me He's absolutely shredded There's not an ounce of fat on him yeah. He's still in Top top condition physically um, performance levels are still very very high His appetite and enthusiasm for the game Is right up there His influence on the squad and, and, and when, matches are, when, when you go back Craig To that semi-final against the uh, Rangers uh, Celtic lost And people then spoke about Scott Brown and where's he headed And then Celtic's good fortune was That they get Brendan Rodgers in And his first act was to call Scott Brown Down to London And that transformed Scott Brown and gave him a new lease of life, which he is 
Thoroughly enjoying to this day And in terms of what's next to you We know it was a good night We know we've had good campaigns But but what does it mean And that, that oh, mysterious old word The coefficient We've, we've heard about it for years And yeah. we, we know it, it goes up and it goes down Depending on how good or bad we do So at the moment And this is a very very basic uh, picture Scotland We in Scotland have, We've got the fifth best coefficient performance In Europe this season Only behind England, Spain, Netherlands and Germany So ahead of some Seriously big European nations In the overall picture We're ranked 16th uh-huh. What we really want to do Is get to 15th Because that's when you start Getting the rewards You start getting uh, Two Champions League places From the 21-22 season onwards uh, You get a fifth team in Europe The champions would enter At a later qualifying round So that's the That's the bit we really want to get to And for anyone who keeps an eye On the, the actual table We're 0.125 points Behind Cyprus I thought 15th that. at the moment Yeah I knew you would yeah. um, Basically that gap is Less than than you would get for for a draw, so we are we're extremely close, and we look like we're in a good position to get there. Well, would it be uh, in two seasons' time? We would have two in the Champions League qualifiers if we can get to that fifteenth. Yeah. yeah, we're we're headed that way. Onwards and upwards. No negativity now, sure. <laughs> we are getting there. We will be there <laughs> in two years' time. We will we'll have two qualifying Celtic, spaces. Celtic will see it as a matter of honour to win the group that they're in. And a matter of honour to beat Wren at Celtic Park And they know they have the beating of Cluj If they've got the, the proper game head on Rangers need not be afraid of what remains in their group And they can both look at the knockout stages and think You know what? We could go far Okay, let's speak to Billy and Oban Hi Billy Well, oh, hi there uh, gang, how are you? Hello, good, good thanks Billy, how are you? No, I'm, I'm great Good stuff Um uh, Sorry in advance here, I spoke to your producer, Gordon, and I was going to come on and say something controversial about how, um, like, it's not great for Scottish football, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, That's not controversial. If that's your view, that's your view, Billy. No, it, it's not. I just actually wanted to come on and sing to Shug. I'm your private dancer. I'm dancing for money I'll do what you want me Tina Turner show Do you like Tina? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have no idea what he's on about Have you ever been serenaded before on the show? I mean, you've, you've been called many things And you've had many different situations Have you ever been serenaded down the down the phone? I quite liked it I think Billy was pretty good I'm just mystified by the context You know, <laughs> private dancer I don't know this is Some people just Whatever floats your boat I, don't, I think that's okay. okay No negativity Go with it Come on Enjoy it Embrace it the vocals could have been a bit better, but yeah, just yeah, true, it. true, yeah, yeah. Um, the I look mean, in his face, how confused is he? He just doesn't know as soon as he gets what's, what's going on. I'm just amazed at somebody waiting until seven minutes to seven on a Friday night. Gone. He's disappeared as well. I was going <laughs> to give him a second chance to see where it went, and he's going to give him a second song, Garden. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's like the X Factor, isn't it? When they go to the first one, nah, nah, nah. Where where, what it? else have you got? Where's what else from? have you prepared? Oban, did you Oban. Say? Yeah. Ah, who knows? He says he's from Oban. Yeah, good amateur side up there, Garden. Oban Saints. Is that, is that in your Dad have won every game so far in the league yeah. yeah you're now in the amateur scene of course <laughs> uh, Listen you can come on and sing sing songs to Hugh Keevens We are <laughs> We're open for business We'd rather you, you spoke about football But if, listen if yeah. you want to uh, James Anthony's on Twitter He says the feel good factor is high tonight In the footballing capital city of the world there My wife was delighted when Rangers won And when Cham dinked in the winner I was like Chief Brody in Jaws Just after he <laughs> shot the shark Happy hoose <laughs> Says James There you are I declared Glasgow the football Capital of the world And James agrees with me uh, There we go Pre- um, I was just thinking Hugh I wonder if, if we should just Just compare Billy and Oban Just to see if you, you think He's got a bit I'm your pride Nah 
night and day It was nah. like night and day Wasn't yeah. it I was surprised I actually picked it up First time round After listening to that I'm again. glad you did Because I, I didn't And I was just worried that I couldn't quite make out the lyrics And I wasn't sure If it was a, a rude song About yeah. Hugh Keevans So we got <laughs> I would they give you the signal I was listening <laughs> Brilliant Anyway uh, Let's move on Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football even beat the pundit can't dampen the spirits in here tonight So if you want to win yourself a signed ball Come on and take advantage of these two They're in a good mood tonight 01419511025 You come on, you get more questions right Rather over the Hugh or Craig And you win yourself a signed ball It's as simple as that The only catch is the lines close at 7 So be quick Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Craig BT and Hugh Keevans here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It was a, a good night to say the least in the Europa League last night But plenty of action to come over the weekend We've got a Dundee derby tonight We're going to get the build-up and team news with Dave Galloway very soon uh, We've got some massive games in the Premiership tomorrow as well Will Stephen Robinson or Tommy Wright be in the frame to take over at Northern Ireland After Michael O'Neill went to Stoke Just a few of the questions Hugh Keevans mm. that we should hopefully get answered over the weekend Well major weekend as you say the Dundee Derby If uh, James McPake can get a home win he moves to within three points of Dundee United That is as a famous man once said squeaky bum time And the bottom four in the Premiership come together tomorrow Hibs have to go to St Johnston Hearts at home to St Mirren Big stuff The big first The first big match I should say Of the weekend is right here Though it's this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football And to people on Twitter Asking what was that all about With reference <laughs> to the, the chap Who phoned in and sang to Hugh I have no idea I don't know why you're asking me As if I can shed any light on it I have absolutely no idea But it's Beat the Pundit time Hugh Keevans uh, He's recovered He's ready Craig Beatty's alongside him And one of them Will be taking on Mick From Drumchapel How are you tonight Mick? I'm brand new Gordon Thank you Paul Still on cloud nine After last night? Mate uh, It's uh, I'm, I'm cloud nine here Listening to Hugh Being uh, anything but negative on it he, honestly, Mick, you cannot wipe the smile off his face He's, 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 a, he's a changed man <laughs> Nothing will rain on your parade Listen, tonight Hugh as Keevans. you know As you know I am a social media type now and <laughs> at, the, at the end of the Rangers game With Celtic having won earlier I tweeted that it was A fantastic night for Glasgow's finest There you are So yeah. I was there on the money right away Hugh, can I just say for years I listened to you I'm 46 year old I listened to you for years And years and years What you said tonight About Scott Brown It wasn't that long ago You were having a go at him uh-huh. That's Mate That's uh, Take my heart after you You're You're close to the Scott Brown Of journalism mate I listened to you for years and years You're a legend yourself mate Right so Mick, Credit where credit's due mate God bless you pal Thank, Thank you Mick, Mick what you can't see Is he's trying to do The Scott Brown celebration <laughs> In the studio After you said that It's quite disturbing Anyway Enough of that We're getting on too well As far as I'm concerned Let's play Beat the Pundit If it's heads It is Hugh Keevans And if it's tails It's Craig Beatty Whose face always goes red And he starts to sweat When the Beat the Pundit music starts So that gives you a flavour 
And it's tails. It's Craig Beattie against Mick from Drumchapel. It's always me. My, my record of winning this coin toss. You're, 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 the, you're the Mario Balotelli of Super School. Why, why always, always me? me? Right, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to so that Mick uh, has has the, the listening audience to himself. Mick, you've got 30 seconds. You're head to head with Craig. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yep. How many points are Celtic on in their Europa League group? 10. Where did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from? Not in the forest Aberdeen's John Gallagher Is on loan from which MLS side? Uh, LA Galaxy Who scored Rangers second goal In the win against Porto? Um, Davis Stephen Davis Other than Queen of the South Name another Scottish side That Stephen Doby has played for <sighs> Dundee Who did Scotland women's team face this evening? Pass Okay let's bring Craig back Craig, can you hear us? Yes, got you yeah. can. Great, same set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. How many points are Celtic on in their Europa League group? Ten. Where did Rangers sign Wes Fotheringham from? Forest. Aberdeen's John Gallagher is on loan from which MLS side? Seattle. Who scored Rangers' second goal in the win against Porto? Davis. Other than Queen of the South, can you name another Scottish club that Stephen Doby has played for? Hibs. Who did Scotland's women's team face this evening? Pass. And who was the manager of Partick Thistle when they won the old first division back in 2013? Archibald. Who plays their home games at Clifton Hill? We've just got time. Be quick. Albin Rose. Okay. Do you think he's done you, Mick? He did. Uh, he got more questions in there. He's a bit quicker sometimes. Quicker, that's, the sometimes that's the key. Sometimes that's the key. A bit more experience in it. <laughs> <laughs> Big game experience. Uh, let's go through it and find out how many points are Celtic on in their Europa League group. It is 10. You both got it, so it was one all. Uh, Rangers signed Wes Fotheringham from Swindon, so none of you got that right. Uh, Aberdeen's John Gallagher is on loan from Atlanta United. None of you got that. You both knew that Steve Davis scored... The second goal against Porto So after four questions We are all square It's two all Other than Queen of the South Name a Scottish club That Stephen Doby has played for You had the choice of Hibs St Johnston Dumbarton uh, He was at Rangers But I don't think he made The first team appearance Craig got Hibs Mick didn't get any So Craig moves in front 3-2 to two. Scotland's women's team I think they might be finishing Just about now They Yep, it's finished They beat Albania 5-0 So well done to Shelley Kerr's team in that one None of you got it right Craig's still in front And I'm afraid Mick When he got to the extra questions That's when he really rubbed salt in the wounds Alan Archibald was the manager of Thistle When they won the first division in 2013 And Albion Rovers play at Clifton Hill Which means 2, 3, 4, 5 for Craig And Mick, it was only a 2 for yourself Hard lines Alright mate, that's okay Good I don't man. mind losing this like man <laughs> That was Mick In the room chapel There we go Took, I mean Whack all Starts off by Praising Hugh Keevans Takes defeat graciously That's 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 the that's idea That's just the mood in a minute Gordon I came from drum chapel We're all like that up there Yeah Yeah Calm Understanding Friendly All of the above Yes Unless you annoy them <laughs> Okay I work with people through drum chapel they're not quite the same. One four one nine five one one zero two five in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We are going to get the team news ahead of that Dundee derby uh, from Dave Galloway very soon. Let's just take another call right now from Keith, who is an Aberdeen fan on the line. Hi, Keith. Yeah, very sad Aberdeen fan. Uh, obviously, exploits in Europe have been <laughs> dismal over the last few seasons, and it's not looking promising for the future. I just want to pass on the congratulations to both Celtic and Rangers. Not my favourite teams, but uh, I was shouting for both teams during the game last night when the goals went in. And uh, the, the 
discussion has been mentioned on a number of occasions tonight, but uh, that can only be good for everybody and any teams that will become stronger over the next couple of seasons. Uh, and they've done extraordinary well so far, so let's hope it continues. Yeah, I mean, you have to be... You can't be narrow-minded about this. You have to respect fans of Aberdeen or Hamilton or Mullerwell or Hibs or Hearts. You have to respect their right to say, do you know what? I actually don't get that chuffed about it because Celtic and Rangers will have more money and we'll never get close to them. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's fine. No, no opinion is wrong. But as Keith says, Keith's an Aberdeen fan. And whether it's through gritted teeth or not, he is looking at the, the, the coefficient part of it, the, the, the part of it that could open up a fifth Europe, <coughs> European place to us yeah. in the next couple of years. So Yeah, and it might be your club that benefits. Uh you know, I, I don't expect people to jump up and down for joy uh, because Celtic and Rangers have big wins on the same night. However, if deep down in your deepest subconscious you have a, a, a love of the game, you must appreciate what the two of them did last night. You, you simply have to appreciate it. There's no downside to it. I mean, Keith, the, the reality this season, if you like, if we were in a stronger position coefficient-wise, Aberdeen... Would have perhaps started in a, a later qualifying round Which might have given a bit more time For, for Derek McInnes to, to get a squad together So that's the sort of knock-on effect it can have, isn't it? Absolutely But I mean, the, the history of Aberdeen In the early stages of these tournaments At the very early stage They've underperformed to a great degree And it's disappointing every season That we don't actually get going And, and start to show some form Even when we're going through a good form in the league Going back a bit further, uh, they failed to show that sort of form in, in these sort of games, which, I mean, when you watch the atmosphere at these games last night, it's what it's all about. She says, you know, it, it gives a buzz to everybody in the workplace and out with the workplace, everywhere. So, you know, there's a bit of euphoria out there now that can only be great for the game. Keith, Sir Alec, when he was at, uh, up in Aberdeen the other day there, opening the new uh, training facility, he said... Aberdeen, you now have a platform to build from. Do you believe that the new facility in the long run will improve Aberdeen? Yeah, absolutely. But they need to have that structure there. They have to have a consistency of the the staff and uh, use that new facility uh, uh, to their great advantage. But they have to get a lot of these young players that are are absolutely there uh, and get them into the right system and get them into the teams and that not only benefits the the, the, the club teams but on the bigger picture uh, the Scotland team I mean, the kind of euphoria we had last night we want to see that in the national team probably unfortunately it may not happen leading up to the playoff in March but if that was possible you know, how brilliant would that be that you know, we've still got two teams in Europe and we actually get a place in the next years. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the bigger picture, Craig, for, for for the other teams, what you sometimes might look at is Celtic and Rangers going great guns in Europe, and you think maybe that leaves the door open when the Sundays come around. Maybe there's a hangover. Maybe the players are um, are tired or, or they've you know taken their eye off the ball. The only problem with that is it's not happening this season. Yeah. So if you're a fan of another team who's hoping that's going to happen. It certainly doesn't look like it so far. No, the the, the theme this season has, has been that the success is breed, has breeding success, and you know the teams are on a good momentum, they're on a good run, and they just don't seem to to be coming off the taking the foot off the pedal at the minute. So it's it's looking pretty ominous for for everybody out with Rangers and Celtic just now. Yeah, let's start hearing from a couple of the players who were involved uh, last night. Let's start with Steve Davis. He's confident Rangers can progress from the group if they keep the same level of performance 
uh, in the last two matches. He says they won't get carried away, but was delighted to score on the night. Yeah, it's obviously a massive result uh, playing against a, a top quality side. So um, we wanted to try and replicate the performance that we showed out there against them. And first half we didn't really hit those same standards, but second half we came out and started to be a little bit braver on the ball, and, and then opportunities started to come up for us. Delighted to get on the score sheet. It's been a long time, so um, take it any way it would come. Yeah, we've put ourselves in a very strong position in the group, but uh, we can't get carried away. Listen, we know the level that we're playing at, and um, we need to try and keep replicating the performance that we've shown to this point. And if we do that, then I'm confident that we'll pro- uh, pro- uh, Steve Davis there speaking after he scored the, the second goal As you heard on Beat the Pundit And you got it right uh, I think that was his first goal since returning to Rangers It certainly was uh, How important has he now become Craig? If you go back I think you mentioned it earlier on Because he was a January signing And he wasn't quite up to speed um, People were already asking questions Because that's that's just, that's the way we operate now You're looking for instant impact, instant results But when you look at him now um, He's got to be one of the first names in the team sheet Does he not? Yeah, um, I was I was one of the guys who was questioning why he was signed. He clearly wasn't at the races at that point. Um, not in any way, shape, or form did I question his ability. Um, and and I've also likened the same scenario to Andy King at the minute at Rangers, who, who can't get a sniff neither. So I sort of made the same judgment at the same point as Rangers signing him. But I've also heaped a lot of praise on Stephen Gerrard for recognising his ability, working with his fitness levels, working to get him into the team. And and now Rangers are, are reaping all the benefits. And to get on the score sheet for him last night and secure that win must have been a great feeling. It, it sort of goes without saying, Hugh, you, to get this level of success that we're seeing in Europe, you need multiple players to be stepping up to the plate. But that's, yeah. we're seeing, you, that's what we're seeing. You could almost rhyme them all off. If it's Rangers, we've just spoken about Stephen Davis mm-hmm. and Morelos and Jack in the defence and Alan McGregor's always there when called upon. And when it's Celtic, the spine of the team, we're going to hear from Fraser Forster, Odson Edward, Scott yeah. Brown, James Forrest, Ryan Christie. So they are, they're getting contributions from all angles at the moment. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why the success is following. You know, until Craig mentioned Andy King, they had forgotten him. Is that Rangers? Completely forgotten all about him. And there are players at Celtic who come into the same category. I was just thinking the one frustration, the one minor frustration out of all of this is that out of 22 players who started in the Stadio Olimpico last night and at Ibrox, six of them were Scottish and two of them have retired from international football. So only four are available to Steve Clark. You know, but how do you ignore Morelos? How do you ignore Edward? How do you ignore... In Sham How do you ignore Barisic They're doing wonderful things For Celtic and Rangers But they just aren't Scottish Rory is a Kelty Harps fan From Fife We're getting, old. We're getting fans of all clubs On the phone tonight I don't mind that at all Rory what's your point? Um, so Basically my point is uh, Guys I mean The success of Celtic and Rangers In European football Over the last couple of years We've not been As successful as years past I mean you know, this is Celtic in 2003 um, and obviously Rangers 2009. They both went to finals, great, the good years. We've not really had that. And to see it come in again, it's huge, it's successful, it's brilliant for Scottish football. What does that mean for Scottish football? So Scottish football, is that going to thrive on these results in terms of are we going to see more players, more managers want to come to Scotland? Are we going to see the two Edinburgh teams, is there going to be managers who potentially might not have missed that jobs, but are seeing what Scottish football is all about now on the bigger, grander scheme? Are we going to see a surprise for the two manager slots that are available at the moment? And is the money going to come in to Scottish football that we are crying out for so that 
forgetting the good TV rights. We are getting the sponsorship deals that should be coming to Scottish football. Because as I said from day one, Scottish football, we're all out. The leagues is exciting football, and we need to showcase it more and more now. It's a good point that it really makes you because you can't deny it was a good night last night for Celtic and Rangers. Of course, it was. In terms of the the wider impact, the the the, the positive impact it can have on on the Scottish game, that's that's pretty difficult. Well, with Stephen to answer Gerard, because there is a danger that we over we overdo this. You know, I I don't think we're in a position right now to say for sure this is going to benefit. You know, the whole of of Scottish football. It might. But I don't really know What your thoughts would be on that When Stephen Gerrard Was at one half of the old firm And Brendan Rodgers Was at the other You could not have imagined A higher profile um, For the television companies Down south Who cover our game This was Magnificent for them Gerrard versus Rodgers Now it's Gerrard Versus Lennon And it's even more exciting Uh the profile has been lifted It will encourage Players to come to Scottish football Because they'll think It's a bit lively up there Wouldn't mind a, a go at that And it will encourage Managers To come into our game Yes There's a bit of a monopoly Going on Because Celtic and Rangers Have got all the money The best players Etc etc But By and large with the exception of the Jim McLean years at Dundee United and the Alec Ferguson years at Petaudry, by and large, it has always been that way. We can only celebrate the fact that our profile right now is high and good and it will attract people <clears throat> to our game rather than the years that went by when Rangers were in the lower orders, Celtic were winning everything, there was no real competition to them, but now we're a livelier, more vibrant country on a domestic and European level It will attract people here I think it really does Craig It was a great night for Celtic and Rangers It was a good night for the coefficient We might get more teams in Europe as a result of it Can can the overall profile of our game be raised on nights like that? Yeah I, I think it can as a whole um, But I'm hesitant to say that it's going to benefit A huge amount of people out with Rangers and Celtic Um it will do in terms of giving another qualification place Maybe to an Aberdeen or a Hibs or a Motherwell Or whoever finishes higher up the leagues um, But I think then the onus is on them to then try and get out of it To make the most of that I think all it will do is give them give the other clubs an opportunity um, What it will do for Rangers and Celtic It will give them a lot more money um, It will give them more spending power It will give them more pulling power And Rangers and Celtic will strengthen as a result of that which will probably put them further away from the other 10 teams in the Scottish Premiership. So I think all it will really do is give the others an opportunity at a European qualifier. And if, then up, it's up, then up if to you're them. A, if you're a Hibs fan, or a Hearts fan, or an Aberdeen fan, then today has underlined for you the fact that your club has gone further and further away from Celtic and Rangers. So if you demand of your club that Hibs and Hearts appoint the best manager they can find... If you demand of Aberdeen that this new training facility makes them better, then that's good. Demand what you can of your team and use Celtic and Rangers as the benchmark. No, you can't get near them because of the money, but you can do better if your Hibs Hearts in Aberdeen than you are currently doing. What do you think, Rudy? Um, well, I mean, Craig made a very, very good point there, um, saying about Celtic Rangers compared to your Motherwell Hibs and so on, they're just going to meet them in that fast gap. 
Well, at the coefficient of the increase, we are going to have a chance of getting more teams into Europe. More teams being into Europe means that players are then going to be more inclined to say, you know what, I don't want to play for the likes of lower down kind of team for like Southampton and so on and so forth. I don't have European football. I want to go to Scotland. I'm going to get a, a good chance at maybe going into European football, getting that off the kind of the bucket list. Because every player, they've got aspirations. Number one, they want to play in a way to be successful. But of course, they want to be playing for country and they want to be getting into that European football. And that kind of drives to the point that I really want to make is really, are we going to see these players? Well, chances are we may indeed see them. As you said, you know, we are going to see potential players want that bite out of that cherry and we want to see them coming in sooner rather than later. And of course, it's only just going to be better for Okay, thank you very much to Ruri, a Kelty Hearts fan from Fife. We're going to have to leave it there. We'll get a full time teaser coming up for the guys. Get your pen and paper ready, and we'll give the team news from the Dundee Derby next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Craig Beattie and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still plenty of reaction to come from last night's Europa League matches, but we're going to try and build up to the weekend's games as well. There's a Dundee Derby tonight. We'll get team news as soon as we've given you tonight's full time teaser. Listen up to this. This is going to be a difficult but doable. That's the category I would put it in. Uh, David Farrell sent tonight's question in for you, Hugh, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Oh, wow. So, th- so thank you to David for sending it in uh, The pigeon arrived this morning We've got it nice and safe In the SPFL era Do you know what that means? Nope that- from, from, It was 2013 wasn't it? Right. So in the SPFL era Seven players from out with the UK and Ireland Have scored top flight hat-tricks Can you name them? So in the SPFL era So 2013 onwards Seven players from out with the UK and Ireland have scored top flight hat tricks. Um, oh, I don't like your silence. Samaras. I must admit. Yes, well done. Georgios Samaras for Celtic against Kilmarnock, September 2013. He's from Greece, in case you didn't know, which is very much out with the UK and Ireland. Dembele. Yep. You're doing well here. Carry on. Thanks, you. Um, is Morelos or had? No, not in the league. Mm. Any other strikers from out with the UK and Ireland That might be Out and about Not right now No? Really? It's only <laughs> Whatever it is Half past seven Well it was just going on your previous guess there I thought You know What usually follows <clears throat> Edward Thank you Odson Edward for Celtic Against Motherwell Back in December uh, 2017 You've already got Three of the seven The problem is The rest of them Are really difficult oh. So can you name The seven players From out with The UK and Ireland That have scored Top flight hat-tricks In the SPFL era Just a couple of things To remind you of If you want to play along Send the tweets To at Clyde SSB And more importantly If you want to hear Your question read out On the show Send it in to Full time at Clyde1.com Just before we speak to James in Kings Park uh, Let's get a flavour of the build up to the Dundee Derby with Dave Galloway 
Thanks very much, Gordon. Well, Dens Park will be packed out for this city showdown under the lights, and there's certainly tension in the air as kickoff draws ever closer. United 6-2 demolition of Dundee in August put them seven points clear of the dark blues, but victory for James McPake's men would narrow their gap on the leaders to just three points. Both teams in fine form heading into this one on the back of three straight wins. Dundee make just the one change, I can tell you. Sean Mackey in for Jordan Marshall, so it's Connor Hazard in goals. Across the back, Cammy Kerr, Jordan McGee, Jordan Foster and uh, Sean Mackey. It's Sean Byrne and Graham Dorans, the sitting midfielders. Further forward, the trio of Declan McDade, Paul McGowan and Andrew Nelson with Kane Hemmings leading the line. Substitutes Ferry, Ness, Meekings, uh, McPake, Johnson, Robertson and Moore. Dundee United, no changes at all, so it's as you were as regards the starting 11. Ben Segrist in goals. Across the back, Liam Smith, Paul Watson, Mark Reynolds and Jamie Robson. Midfield, Paul McMullen, Callum Butcher, Ian Harks and Louis Appery with Nicky Clark tucked in behind the main man up front, Lawrence Shanklin. Substitutes, Mehmet, Sporrell, Connolly, Cammy Smith, Stanton, Chalmers and King. And your match referee here at Dens Park, Stephen McLean. Well, frequently it can be the case that uh, you have to get to Dundee United before Lauren Shanklin gets to you. Uh, he's the main man for them, but Dundee are at home. They have been on a positive run and they have that incentive of moving to within three points of their city rivals. Going to be a heck of a game and it wouldn't surprise me if Dundee got all three points. Um. Yeah, I totally agree with what you've said. Shanklin's on absolute fire. Um, and asked the question, you know, last week to Alex whether you would want a, a prolific striker like that, but all your eggs in one basket, so mm. to speak, or whether you want goals from all over the team. And you know, Alex, of the opinion, if you've got someone who can fire goals like that, then you've got a right chance of of winning the league. And you know, I expect it may be on fire tonight. And and Dundee United to actually pick up the points in this derby. Seven forty-five kick off at Dens Park. Dundee against Dundee United kicking us off. It should be an action-packed weekend uh, of league football here in Scotland after the excitement of the Europa League last night. James is in Kings Park. Hi, James. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, James. What's on your mind? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm just going in regards to the game last night. I was at the game. Um, and I thought Glenn Kamara really stood out for me Last night, especially in the second half anyway um, I mean, £50,000 we signed him for And the guy's shown it at the top class level That he's one of the best midfielders in Scotland Well, defensive midfielders in Scotland um, Also as well, I didn't see his goal, his goal line clearance last night But that was just amazing How he managed to Stop the ball from getting in. Um, it's just panel's thoughts, and do you think he might move on in a year or two down the line, maybe to England somewhere? Yeah. Or... James, I've been I've been pretty vocal. I'm, I'm a big Kamara fan. Um, you know, fifty thousand pound, as you said, it's an absolute snip. Um, and if he has a good season, he could be one of the players that, that moves on in the summer. Um, I like the way he patrols the middle of the park. Um, I know you said a sort of defensive role, but. Uh, he also he also picks a nice pass going forward as well. I think he's got a, a decent level of vision and, and, and good technique and execution to play a forward pass as well. Um, so I actually agree with he's a top player. And when I alluded to the match last night with the, the clearance off the line, I did say a little bit of luck, but I meant that in terms of... Um, <laughs> listen, they've cleared one off the line, so it's nearly went in the net and you need that little bit for somebody to be there. But also, 
um, is doing him a wee bit of an injustice because that's the position he's been put in by his manager. So it's also showing very, very good discipline to, to actually remain on the post until the, the phase of play is actually gone. So, listen, I, I couldn't give Kamara enough enough plaudits. I think he's a top player. I mean, Hugh, James is quite right to mention the, the, the bigger picture, if you like, where the real money, the real money available to Celtic and Rangers probably only kicks in at Champions League level. Europa League's lovely, um, yeah. but you're talking about that, that, that next level. And if you don't get there, the other way to do it is get your house in order, buy cheap and sell for a good fee. And I'm not saying that Glenn Kamara right now is going to go for 10 million. That's not, not what I'm saying at all. However, I bet you if he goes soon, it'll be for more than 50 grand. Well, that's, sure. the, that's the point I'm trying to make. So Rangers have got a bit of catching up to do in that department, but you can now start to see the signs there that, that there, are, there are assets who were brought in for yep. a certain amount and look like they would go for more. They're all going. The Bell Ed, Edward is going. Uh, Morelos is going I don't believe that Edward or Morelos Will be at Celtic and Rangers Next season If you Are Rampaging Through Europe As uh, Celtic Have been doing And You're also scoring goals As Edward has been doing At domestic level And if you are Morelos And you are moving Into the unplayable category And you're already 21 goals To the good And We're Only Mid-November the downside to that is that everybody's noticing. And will Kamara move? Of course he will if the money's right. Uh, but I do believe that Edward and Morelos come into that category where they are so hot, <laughs> I can't see either of them being at Celtic and Rangers next season. James, do you feel like Glenn Kamara's going under the radar a little bit? Because I'm, I'm not sure he, he get well, he doesn't get the same praise as, you know, whether it be... Guys like Ryan Jack and Steve Davis And I'm not sure if people consider him as being an absolute Nailed on first pick all the time But I just checked and I think he's started all of the Europa League group games so far So I mean that, that sort of tells you what Steven Gerrard thinks of him On those types of occasions I mean, I, I, to, I totally think he is underrated um, I think when he got signed for £50,000 A lot of people thought Is he going to be good enough to play At a higher level Than Scottish football if that makes sense But He's, he's totally proven that he, that he can. Um, obviously, Drew was saying there that if does it see Morelos being at Rangers next season? See if Rangers qualify for the Champions League and they know that Champions League team can win for him. Do you not think he'll stay another season just for a crack at the Champions League? Well, he speaks a lot to the Colombian press. He doesn't speak to uh, the Scottish press, but he speaks a lot to his uh, people back home. And he's always dropping the big hint that he understands there are bigger leagues than Scotland and bigger clubs that he could play for. So I think it's in his mind. He's loving it right now. The fans love him. Everything in the garden's rosy. However, if the big offer comes up, he'll want to take it. Thank you very much to James in Kings Park. We're going to move just slightly further away from Kings Park to Bologna Airport because John oh. is a Celtic fan. He's thinking about heading back to Thornley Bank at some point, but he's in Bologna Airport at the moment. John, how good a trip was it? Guys, I've got no words. I'm I'm speechless. I'm absolutely delighted. Um, you know, with the performance, I'm delighted with the fans and Honestly, I, I can't put into words how ecstatic I am as a Celtic supporter. Uh, to have your team win in Italy is unbelievable. Yeah, there's no no doubting that. I just want to know, why are you in Bologna Airport? It's just cheaper here. Um, oh, right. I think, 
there's lots of Celtic fans who go here, there and everywhere and they'll find the cheapest, most indirect di- direct route possible. Um, and, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know, I'm coming back from the game with a smile on my face and there's thousands of Celtic fans who are doing the same. Um, and it's just great to have the support that we have. Um, we sang for 90 minutes. We were go behind and we continued to sing. Um, you know, and you know the, the Lazio fans were looking at us as to say, you know, wow, you know what, what a what a supporters group, you know, and listen, Celtic were Celtic were excellent on the night. Um, I'm absolutely delighted, and um, I praise praise to the Celtic fans, praise to Neil Lennon and all the squads. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it like? Let me get a flavour of of being there, John, because we've had a lot of guys obviously who watched it on telly. What was it like when when Cham's goal went in on the night in the stadium? Uh, guys, I've never seen carnage, but it was it was speechless. It was I, I was grabbing people who were, I didn't know, you know. It was it just celebrations that were uh, out of this world, um, and I, I think most Celtic fans were sitting there or standing there and just thinking, could we score? And did we have the belief to score? And you know, we showed in the night that we did, and it was it was fantastic. The celebrations were unbelievable, and it continued well into the. The wait till we left the stadium thereafter. Um, so it, yeah. it's phenomenal. Um, it, 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 I'm delighted. It seemed a joyous occasion. Uh, the focus has always turned on Rod Stewart, and good, good <laughs> luck. Good luck to him. You know, he, he, he turns up. But <laughs> put it this way: home via I was just going to say he's not going home <laughs> no, via no, no, Bologna no, no. Airport. Is the, re- the reason why I asked um, John why Bologna Airport, I just thought that in the mayhem he might have ended up in the wrong plane. And was wondering why he couldn't see Erskine Bridge But he saw Bologna Because there's a famous story about the end of the European Cup final in Lisbon Where, as you can imagine Celtic win the European Cup And there's mayhem And there's a guy hitchhiking And the car draws up And he says, where are you going? And the driver says, Edinburgh And he says, nah, I'm not used to me, I live in Glasgow (laughs) Uh, John, do you have Is it a fairly straightforward journey from here on in? How do you get from Rome to Thornley Bank via Bologna is it straightforward enough? Guys, you, you just got to phone a taxi, or, or you just—that's uh, <laughs> it. You know, no, it's a straight head, Edinburgh flight, and then we're getting picked up, so it won't be too long. Will, you, will you be back for the kickoff on Sunday against Motherwell? Sure, will be here. Sure, will be, mate. Easy, easy, Hugh. Even you, I saw your eyes light up though when John said that it was cheaper. Oh, yeah. you, you like a bargain yourself oh, yeah, yeah. And you really appreciated it there so let's, let's not call it cheap Let's call it economic Yes yeah. Sense of it's having sensible. a night of positivity It's sensible John in Bologna On his way back to Thornley Bank We thank you very much for your call John Safe journey Now um, On tonight's teaser We're looking for the seven players From out with the UK and Ireland Who have scored top flight hat tricks In the SPFL era So from 2013 onwards You started well You've got Giorgio Samaras Who is obviously From well out with the UK and Ireland You've got Moussa Dembele And you've got Odson Edwards You've got four to get They're all very difficult from here on in Which tells me that they're not necessarily Celtic or Rangers players Um, And therefore I'm thinking of every foreigner who plays up front Ick Piazzo No Camberry He's English by the way Um, Camberry yes Well done For Hibs against Hamilton Uh, Just a bit of housekeeping You know when we do these questions It's always your footballing nationality Rather than where you were born Oh yeah. interesting oh. It might be It might not be um, Right okay Scott but, McDonald No I'll give you some time To think on that one And we'll get the answers next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Craig Beatty are here. We're about to kick off in the Dundee Derby. We are still <laughs> reflecting on a wonderful night in the Europa League last night. And we've got a full-time teaser to answer as well. So if you want to hear your questions on the show in the future, send them in to fulltime at clyde1.com. That's exactly what David from Melbourne, Australia did tonight. Thanks to David Farrell. He's looking for seven players from out with the UK and Ireland who've scored top flight hat-tricks in the SPFL era. So 2013 onwards. Uh, and of course we mean footballing nationality. So Georgia Samaras, Musa Dembele, Odson Edward, Florian Camberry. Four down, three to go. I would say one is very doable, the other two are tough. Mm. And I'll now be a bit more forceful when I say remember it's footballing nationality, uh-huh. not where they're born. Who might that apply to? Any Canadians in there? Oh. Arfield? Yes. Oh. Well done. Uh, Scott Only one Arfield. Canadian? Uh, yeah, only one Rangers right. against Motherwell uh, In April of this year So you've got two to get Plenty of time to get them uh, Alec is in Motherwell He's on the line Alec, this seems like the perfect time to ask you Are you are you now doubly worried about losing your manager? Because this Harps link won't go away And now in case you hadn't noticed The Northern Ireland job has appeared And I wonder if that might be one That would be of interest to Stephen Robinson as well well, Gordon, I think the, the nature of the beast is that if you are successful up here uh, as a manager or even a player, someday, somewhere along the line, is going to come along offer you a, a bigger club if you're a player or a bigger club if you're yeah. a manager. That's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? You've, I've, I would like him to stay, obviously, aye, but I just I can't see it. No, I mean, everything combined, Mullow are no, a massive club, but uh, money will come into it, what he's wanting to achieve and you just got to go with it and that's it It's just who we bring in to, to replace him yeah. uh, Just remember Hugh that Michael O'Neill um, We couldn't get him to be the Scotland manager yeah. And now Stoke Who are bottom of the championship Have swooped in and blown his Northern Ireland salary out the water So that's just a reminder of where we're at In case you And he was on very handsome What about Alex take then Is, is there a likelihood that that Northern Ireland move for Stephen Robinson well, All the links are there of course I only know what I read And what I read is that Tommy Wright At St Johnston uh, Might be ahead of Stephen Robinson in the queue uh, Having worked for his country Oh so uh, Stephen Robinson Yeah But uh, as I say How could we pretend to know How um, the people at Windsor Park Are thinking about Who's going to be the next choice I only know what I read And the intelligence offered this morning Was that Tommy Wright's the favourite Yeah listen I can only Can I give you my opinion On the situation The scenario um, And if I was a young manager Doing particularly well Like Stephen Robinson International football at this stage Wouldn't be for me It would probably be A dream It would probably be a goal At the end of a managerial career mm. But probably not at this stage um, He's having really good success At Motherwell He's getting well recognised for it He's at a big club in Hearts uh, Show a lot of interest in him um, Just with international mm. with, it, with not being day to day This is where he's doing really well This is where he's making progress At Motherwell um, Good recruitment Good training um, and, and this is where the success comes from You then took over the international scene And you see the boys for 10 days Maybe every two months It's 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 not an ideal scenario for me as a young manager As an older manager For example Tommy Wright Although he's not ancient That, that, that would be perfect He's 56 Yeah so, so probably coming 
that he's at, he's at the he's wrong older end. Than Stephen of, Robinson is what you're trying to say. Yeah, he's at the wrong end of a managerial career. Is he? Um, <laughs> well, he's he's, he's, he's seventy next week. Um, so, so I think the job would be more suited in terms of uh, agent style to, to Tommy. Alec, what about the Hearts one? Because that's one that I know for a fact divides the Motherwell fans. You'll get some people who say, "No, we can hold our hands up. Hearts are a bigger oh. club than us, and we would we would understand that if it happened." But then you've got other Motherwell fans that will say, "Look at Hearts. We're a better team than them. He's building something here. Why would they go to Tynecastle? Which which camp are you in?" I, I think the the Hearts job like you're saying, going, I, I Hearts are a bigger club. Uh, I would agree with that, but I'd have a doubt if I to say that they're a better team. I think the whole situation in Edinburgh is going to get fascinating. <laughs> uh, again, according to reports, Jack Ross uh, has spoken to both of them, Hibs and Hearts, uh, and there was a, a suggestion that Derek Adams uh, might have been interviewed for one of the posts, but uh, he's going off to manage Morecambe. So it's a fascinating situation. It, we thought. Stephen Robinson was nailed on for Tynecastle, mm. but it may not be as clear cut as we first thought. Can we read a, a lot into Tommy Wright's quotes today? He, he was obviously asked about the job, and naturally he's, he said all the, the sort of usual things that you would uh, expect. You know that whatever will happen will happen. My focus is just on facing Hibs. But interestingly, well, I thought you might tell me it's not interesting. He threw in the line, "My CV is quite strong." I yeah. just wondered if that was just a, just a little reminder You know he's been there a while At uh, McDermott Park And he, he is Statistically speaking The most successful manager In St Johnson's history Because He won the Scottish Cup And they'd never won a major honour Before or since So It might be the case That Tommy Wright is thinking I have definitely gone as far as I can mm. At Do this particular club And if my country Should offer me the job Of national team manager then now might be the perfect time to take it. It's a, it's a funny scenario thinking back there because I was at St Johnson with Tommy Wright, with Steve Lomas as manager. Tommy was number two, uh-huh. and we were on a terrible run. Steve Lomas was for the sack. All the talk was that, that he was going to get the sack. Um, he, he was sort of gone and buried. But to beat Celtic, I think, one Sunday afternoon, went a goal behind, um, but managed to win the game 2 1. We then won the following game, and after going on a good run, Millwall actually came and paid compensation to take him down south. So after Tommy Wright having such a poor yeah. run recently mm-hmm. and Might no, get, might get a good job certainly, out He was certainly He the, must have been the, in contention the reason, for the sack The reason why the, the, there was a sharp intake of breath from Craig Beatty there Was that uh, in the Dundee Derby oh After one minute and 50 <laughs> seconds Callum Butcher with yellow yeah, card Don't hang form. about Oh what a tackle it was you Can't hang about in a derby uh, Alec As a Motherwell fan You're next up to play Celtic All this Europa League business Does this does this impact the game on Sunday in any way? What What are your general well, thoughts thoughts around that? Well, I've got a couple of points for Hugh. First of all, uh, I do believe Hugh's got a special day coming up next week. Would I be right in saying, Hugh? He does. Uh, next Tuesday, uh, I'll be 70, yeah. Well, so just to uh, wish you a happy birthday. You're Hugh, very kind, thank you. Okay. Thank you very uh, much. You're quite welcome. Now, let's see if I can knock you off the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago, this is a, I'm just dying to know, yeah, you predicted that Rangers were uh, going to give Mullow a doing in the Sunday. Uh, and I know you admitted after that you got it wrong and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. But if you, if you can forecast the game for Sunday for us, I'd be quite happy with what you say. Right. <laughs> my, my reading of Sunday, Alec, is that uh, Celtic will get a hero's welcome from a very big crowd. Um, uh-huh. The... 
must also get their head out of the clouds and their feet on the ground to play Motherwell because uh, when Motherwell went to Ibrox uh, and took the lead through Devante Cole, I almost swallowed my tongue. I didn't know what to say because I had tipped Motherwell to go down heavily. So fair play to you and I did get it wrong. I think Celtic have to realise that Lazio... The Stadio Olimpico and all of that All of this wild celebrations For the moment It's over and done with They have done their bit in Europe And they have been sensational Now they have to get the tin helmet on again for Sunday I believe it will be much closer Than perhaps a lot of Celtic supporters think I think Celtic will get there in the end Alec 2-1 Alec I'm afraid we've run out of time But we're here on Sunday mm. afternoon Covering the game So why not give us a call back then We can finish the conversation And you can see if you can uh, Ram Hughes' prediction down his throat <laughs> After that one Give us a call back on Sunday Alec uh, We are out of time We need to get the teaser rounded up Any more you've got two to get Clues Okay yeah. um, One's from Australia Chris Killen He's from, He's New, from Zealand. New Zealand Oh uh, which, which is near Which is near yes um, Play for Hibs He did McLaren Yes, Jamie McLaren, well done Wow uh, yeah, I've been impressed with you on, on this teaser tonight Thank you've, you You've raised your, Goals, u- your yeah. usual level Your usual <laughs> level has gone up um, And by the way, can I just show you that my phone's actually covered so in is, a case yeah, well so Just in case there was anything sinister in that comment Right, the last one is, is the hardest I would say He is Dutch And he scored the hat-trick for Ross County Oh Van de Vig? Nope no. More of an attacking player Dick Van Dijk? <laughs> no Will I put you out your misery Do you want initials? Mm, initials Go for initials A.S First name Oh Shalk <laughs> Shalk yes, Alex Shalk Alex Shalk Well done Hugh Keevans Thank you very much to Hugh And Craig Beattie For joining me on tonight's show It was really busy So apologies if you didn't get through And thank you very much If you did We appreciate all the tweets as well We are back tomorrow Two o'clock And we're here on Sunday as well So make sure you join us But the GBX Friday is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.